chemist Eugene Schuler, the founder of L'Oreal, invented the first sunscreen in 1936. This is the same year the hero of our story was born. People all over the world use sunscreen to block the harmful rays from the sun from harming their skin. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about a 2018 Hall of Fame inductee that made his way into Hall for unparalleled blocking skills that led to the famous Green Bay Sweep. Welcome to the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. Your host is Arnie Chapman. Football is his passion, and he wants you to come along with him to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board his DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. Great Scott. This time as we step off our DeLorean, the date is January 23rd, 1936, and we are in Jordan, Montana. Well, we're about to talk about another 2018 Hall of Fame class member. This is going to be episode two of an eight-part series. Like I said before, I am releasing a daily episode from now all the way up until August 4th, which is the day of enshrinement. And again, these are shorter episodes. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of liking the idea of having a few extra episodes to listen to. And to go with that theme, I have a few words of wisdom that I want to give to you. And it comes from my gramps. Now, if you talk to that guy, at some point in time, he's probably going to dispel these kinds of words of wisdom to you. He's going to say, if you have the choice between one or two cookies, well, then you better take two. So if you have the choice between one or eight episodes in a week, then by golly, you take as many episodes as you can get, you know? But before I get started, I wanted to remind you to head to thefootballhistorydude.com for the show notes and to make sure you mash that little subscribe button on your podcast player choice so you get the hottest, freshest off the press episodes each and every week. I'd also appreciate an honest review of the show. But like I alluded to at the beginning of the episode, we took our DeLorean back to 1936, January 23rd that is, and we are in Jordan, Montana. You see, that is where our hero was born. This time, we're going to discuss Gerald Lewis Kramer, who when you see at the induction ceremony next Saturday is going to go by Jerry Kramer. He is our first senior member. I mean, there was even a video from NFL Films that was posted to YouTube in 2017 where they said that Jerry Kramer was the number one player that was not in the Hall of Fame. So I'm glad. It's been a long time coming, but this dude's going to get his justice this year. And we're going to see him walk across that stage on August 4th. But I guess to talk about the underdog style of a story, the media guide for the Pro Football Hall of Fame said that as a child, he had to overcome many injuries to become an excellent player. And then he had many debilitating injuries in the pros, but he still played at a high level. For instance, a couple of the big ones that they talked about was that in 1961, he suffered a severe ankle injury that would result in a permanent pin to his heel. And then possibly an even bigger one was in 1964, he had an intestinal infection from wood splinters in his abdomen. This required eight different surgeries. But all the while, he kept returning to all-pro form. So I'm thinking, I'm going to give this guy a nickname. Uh, could we say possibly Wolverine? He gets these injuries and he's all like, well, I just put some dirt on it, man. Just put me back in the game, coach. And he would clock in at six foot three inches and 245 pounds. But he can move like the wind. And when he saw a would-be tackler coming after his halfback, 
He'd be all like a hobo on a baloney sandwich, get all after him and just push him out the way. And he would do this for 11 seasons as a guard for the Green Bay Packers. Hailing from the University of Idaho, he was drafted in the fourth round, which was 39th overall in 1958. So really, that'd be more like a second round pick nowadays because of we have 32 teams. His uniform number would be 64, and he would get to play for legendary coach Vince Lombardi. Just saying his name, you know, puts kind of like shivers down my spine. I don't know about you, but when you think about football and legends, the name Lombardi has to come to mind. I mean, obviously, our Super Bowl trophy is called the Lombardi Trophy, you know what I mean? So like I said, he was drafted in 1958, but then his first all-NFL status will come in 1960, only a couple years later. This would be the same year that the Pack lost to the Eagles in the NFL Championship, which would be the only postseason loss of Kramer's career. He would participate in the NFL Championship in six out of his 11-year career, and he would win it five different times. And if you think about it, 1967 and 1968 were the first two Super Bowls, and his team won. So as a, as a Lions fan, I'm like, hey, come on, man. But whatever, good for him, good for the pack, good for the organization, and all that kind of thing. But you're talking about, why is this guy so good? Why does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? If I mention the, let's call it a play, a term, whatever you want. If I were to say Packers power sweep, I'm pretty sure most of you out there know what I'm talking about, either from watching it, listening or hearing the legendary play, putting it on Madden, the power sweep, you know what I mean? This is one of the most influential and famous, or for me as a Detroit Lions fan, infamous plays in NFL history. And more often than not, it went to the right side. Now, Jerry Kramer was the right guard. So oftentimes, this was Jerry getting out on the edge, leading the halfback past the first defender, and he would just push him towards the promised land. Now, his, his buddy on the left side's name was Fuzzy Thurston. But he wasn't nearly as good, nor was he a uh, as, as famous as Jerry Kramer was. In fact, the Packers website had a quote that went as such. While Thurston was a spirited competitor, Kramer was the bigger, stronger, faster guard and almost perfectly sculpted at six foot three and 245 pounds for Lombardi's bedrock play, end quote. And there was a book uh, that Lombardi had called Run to Daylight, and he used one word to describe Kramer and his role as a lead blocker for the power sweep. And the article said that he would rarely use this word because he always expected so much out of people. But the one word that he used was great. So I guess in today's terms, for any other person, that'd be kind of like saying, um, I, I don't know, think of the, the most awesomest word that you could ever think of and saying times infinity, you know, plus one and stuff. And that was what they were kind of saying, Lombardi saying great refer to that much. But even though he was great, in the words of the legendary coach Vince Lombardi, Kramer's book, Farewell to Football, had a quote where he kind of described what he thought about playing for legendary coach Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers. And it went as such. Generally speaking, there's nothing more anonymous than playing guard. After they announce the lineups, you never hear your name over the loudspeaker. But in Lombardi's system... With the guards pulling and leading the attack, Fuzzy Thurston and I emerged from obscurity. Every time there'd be a photograph in the papers of Horning scoring a touchdown, which was pretty often, there'd be me or Fuzzy, or both of us in the picture, 
leading the way, end quote. And speaking of leading the way, his most famous play, probably of all time, possibly one of the most famous blocks in NFL history, happened during the Ice Bowl, where he opened up a hole for Bart Starr to run through to pay dirt against the Cowboys. And like I said, this was one of the most famous blocks of all time. But as with how offensive linemen's careers normally go, he still doesn't get enough credit until this year, where he's going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. But anchoring one of the best offensive lines at that time wasn't enough for our guy. You see, he was also the place kicker for the team for several years. In fact, in 1962 at the NFL Championship, he kicked the game-winning field goal over the Giants. I'm talking, you mean, I remember, you know, Big Dominican Sue tried kicking an extra point for the Lions, of, you know, six years ago or something like that. But this is a guy who, that was like normal for him. He would go play offensive line, and then instead of just sitting there trying to block for him, he would kick the extra points in the field goals. So, of course, let's get this guy in the Hall of Fame, man. As if a few of these things that I've talked about were not enough, I'm going to rattle off some of the accolades that he received. He was chosen as the only guard on the NFL's 50th anniversary team. He was a Super Bowl silver anniversary team member, and he also was a member of the NFL All-Decade team for the 1960s. So yes, well-deserved. Jerry Kramer, welcome to the Hall of Fame. And as with the other Hall of Famers, Jerry's going to be presented by somebody that he deeply cares about and feels like, you know, means a whole lot to him. This time he chose Alicia Kramer, which is his daughter. She's going to present him. And one of the reasons why he said was because even though he kind of gave up on the whole Hall of Fame thing a few years back, she started a movement to push to get him in the Hall of Fame. And although I feel like there never should have been the need to have a push for him in the Hall of Fame, I understand, and I am glad she did, because this is a gentleman who definitely deserves to be in the hall, and I'm glad that he's in the hall before he passed away so he could experience this moment. But that brings us to the end of this episode. Like I said, they're short and sweet. Just brief overviews of the career and some of the highlights that were presented from the Hall of Fame's media website, and I want to thank you for coming along with me. And I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of the Football History Dude and were able to gain some knowledge nuggets about one of the greatest offensive guards in league history. Tomorrow, I'm going to cover the career of Robert Brazil. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Football History Dude. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please subscribe on your podcast player of choice and head on over to thefootballhistorydude.com for the show notes and more information on the history of the NFL. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads.